It's time for the Motown Rundown, presented by Impact 89 FM, WDBM. This is your home for all things Detroit sports, from the Lions and Tigers to the Pistons and Red Wings. Now here's your host, Ryan Rabinowitz. Ah, welcome in, folks. Episode 24 of the Motown Rundown. I think I said episode 24 last week as well. I think I messed that up. I have we to go are back and human. Check the tape. We are human. I have to go back and I was just so excited for episode 24 that I wanted to do it twice. We got to What's it called? I've been hearing from my brother, who I think is the only one in my family who listens to the Motown Rundown. We got to we got to update the podcast stream. That's not in our hands. I know that. I know it's not. Not we don't. I, that's that is a that's one of the complaints issue. I've I've yes. seen come across my desk because it's like only says last update in December. We're working on it. Just saying yeah, that. we're yeah. working on it. We're not good on the tech side. We got to get in touch with our with tech our people. people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my my question though is is for screwing up the the order of the episodes. Do I deserve a suspension? No. I am a first time offender. Okay. So how keep, is this suspension worthy? I don't know. I messed up. I mean, we were so we clean. We run a clean show. You know, this is Not a business really. of hard knocks. Have you heard knocks? me talk for I, like <laughs> half an hour? Sometimes? I did have. I will say, I did correct it. I had the the episode number was right on the on the title thing, but okay, I just said twenty four. No, you're good. Major I, screw up on my part. No Sorry, suspension. folks. Better than uh, when we were tweeting out the same tweet for like four weeks in a row. Do you also, remember that? Also not <laughs> Do you remember us. that? Also not on us. Yeah, it was the bi-week special four weeks <laughs> yeah. in a row. Yeah. Bi-week blues. Not throwing anyone on the bus, but it was not us. Uh, Ryan Cole? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Ryan Cole. But thanks for the intro. That was great. I love listening to his voice He's in the, the intro. Goat. He's the goat. Uh, Ryan Rabinowitz here, joined alongside Trent Bailey, Ryan Collins, coming to you from the Impact 89 FM studios in East Lansing, Michigan. Spring has sprung, folks. Kind of, not really. It's still cold here in uh, in East Lansing, Michigan. But the Tigers are in Lakeland, Florida. Spring training underway. Uh, their first game against another Major League Baseball club is this Saturday against the Toronto Blue Jays. They play some college team on Friday. What What's the name of it? I, is That's, it Florida I, Atlantic? No, it's SEU, like Southern. Like it's, it's I feel it's like they, SEU. Play, they do it. They play them every year, right? Something like that. I don't understand. I mean, that's that's probably cool for the college kids, but I mean, I mean they're not. It's doing? not like they're throwing out like Boyd out there. I'd love to see Miggy yeah. out there crushing. Miggy's just getting blown away by eighty-five like, mile per hour fastballs. That'd be a good. Start. Today was the uh, first day that Miggy hit live pitching since his injury. Is Saw it? that come across? Yeah, that's cool. It's a little <laughs> Is it too late for you? What? How is he not? I bet he's hit BP yeah. at home, wherever he I think he lives in Miami in the offseason yeah. or something like that. Of so. course he does. I'm assuming. I, he might not live in Miami. I am I'm just sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure he does. I would live in Miami. No state contacts. <laughs> anyway, spring training underway here. I'm getting excited. I said two weeks ago that I it was like it wasn't time for baseball season, but I, I lied. I'm ready to go now. It's the problem is there's the snow on the ground here. The week before day. Woo. Crazy. Yeah, it can't Opening come day fast is enough. the greatest thing ever. It Ugh. is. It just the city's always rocking, and and hopefully it's not like forty degrees on opening day this year. If we can get some nice like sixty degrees, seventy degree weather in April, that'd have be you guys awesome. ever been to one? I've I don't never think been to so. One. I don't think I have. I've not, dude. It looks so fun. I know. I, yeah, I, 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 I know. Get looks, out to one. I know it looks fun. I, we I should all just, three go. Set in the budget. Say crushed. People just said crushed before the game. I want to try like, that. That it's like twenty degrees, and there's just people crushed. All over Comerica. Tigers what? Mafia? What's it's that basically... uh, the, what? the challenge that they do? Like the nine nine innings, nine hot dogs, nine beers? Oh, I, I think I, that's not the Tigers, but I know what you're talking oh, I'm about. I'm saying in general, like baseball, it's just like a baseball. I've seen it on Dude, like I'd Barstool. Dude, i throw up everywhere. 
You really couldn't do it? Oh, I think I could crush I could crush nine hot dogs easy in nine oh. innings. A ballpark hot dog so from probably, Comerica? probably run you $150, but nine? I could crush oh, them. If, like, if the deal oof. was, like, you do it in, like, nine innings, it's free, I could do it. <laughs> yeah, it's the if incentive. If that motivation's there. <laughs> I just need the incentive to eat a hot dog. I don't need an incentive to eat a hot dog. Yeah, how, how bad would you feel? How, oh, try, I mean, how bad would you feel? Imagine going to the gym yeah. the next day. Listen, just I couldn't absolute, go to the gym. Oh, no, yeah, you would. You'd go to the gym, you're just sweating off just <laughs> grease and just be water. a Miller Lite. Oh, you're like, word. oh, God. My I'd be slumped like, over oh. the guy in front of me. Like, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I, I could I, probably get through five innings. Five. So? That's fair. I'm not the biggest guy. Like, I'm, yeah, I, I, not, I, no, I could slim. not handle it. I, like, a quick inning, and you got to finish a beer. Yeah, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. There's, There's, like, yeah. you, you never know when you get a you, three up, three down. And, yeah. uh, you I got, hear you on you that. Know. I'm not a hard I'm not going to be like, yeah, man, I didn't just crush <laughs> nine beers in, like, four innings, bro. Yeah. I, it's <laughs> like that thing where, like, you know how you like, you can't. six innings to finish two. You know, like, the gallon of milk challenge? Okay, yeah, that's, that's disgusting. disgusting. Like, yeah, no, but I, I love milk. I I, 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 hate I milk. love milk. Hate milk. Milk, milk is cereal. like all I drink, right? So I, I when Try, I was you I was, seem like a milk guy. I was yeah. a, <laughs> I am I'm a huge milk guy. So I was a I was a freshman <laughs> in awesome. high school, and I was like, okay, I can do that. Like whatever. No, you cannot. Yeah, it is I not could possible. I could imagine. The ba- have you guys milk ever played- was a bad choice. Okay, great callback. But, uh, <laughs> have you guys ever played the water game? Where you like like try and board each other? No. No, you like try and chug water and you get immediately set. It's like the worst <laughs> thing in order. I have been waterboarded once. Idiots. I was voluntarily waterboarded just to see if I could do it. Why? For science. Just for science. How is that for science? That's not just scientific at all. I was fine. It's it's a tough go, but it's I was is that illegal? It's not illegal, is yes, it? it is. It's a war I mean, crime. It, yeah, it's terrible. But I would <laughs> no, like, I'm not going to get in trouble for being waterboarded. Oh, no, 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 no. You would be able to actually make millions of dollars really? through being waterboarded. That's okay. I'll, I'll let it slide. So your buddy, like Tom or whoever yeah, waterboarded I you. I can't release his information. But uh, anyway, folks, back to baseball. Uh, I just, you know, I thought with, with spring training kicking off now, it's about time that we we, we ask these existential, that was my big word on Sunday, my, these word. existential Good questions word. that we have about the Tigers. So, Collins, I'll start with you. Uh, very simply, what is your expectation from the Tigers this year? I have no expectations, but whatever their team total is, I'm going to take it. Because this division is so weak outside of the Indians, and the Indians are, like, getting worse, too. So, I mean, I, I don't yeah. think the Indians—I mean, Francisco Lindor's out the first eight weeks of the season, it seems like. That's a tough blow for them. And I don't know. I I have no expectations for this team to necessarily make, like, a run at the playoffs, but I, I expect this team to be somewhat competitive— I mean, they were last year for yeah. the, for a good portion of the season, yeah. and Darn Hire's a good manager. So, uh, my expectation is that they'll show you flashes like they did last year for about like a month or two, and then they'll just kind of like slump off. It, it, I I think the big question is when Cassianos gets dealt, and is there any other moves that are made for the future, like a former getting moved, or I I, I don't think there is any other any other moves. Other than Cassiano's and Fulmer, I can think of though. Um, I don't mean to be like a huge uh, like uh, the skies are blue, but my expectation is just a fun, fun baseball season. I don't know. I, I, hope, I think dude. this is Ooh. the youngest roster since I can remember, and you, I, I think some of these guys will surprise us. Some of them, not all of them, but it'll be fun baseball to watch because basically you've got a bunch of kids, and I, I say kids, but they're older than me, but they're all they just want to play hard and earn a paycheck, you know. And realistically, like if if this team could go five hundred, I'd be ecstatic. You know what I mean? I that'd think, be, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. This would that'd be probably our best, most fun season since uh, the last playoff run in twenty. What was that? Fifteen? 
Yeah, I mean, if they went, what's it called, 500, they, you're probably in the wild card race for the majority right. of the season. So, so it, it'd yeah. be fun. It'd be interesting, and it'd just be fun to watch. So there's nothing that I love more than just like, you want you want to update us real quick? Well, sorry, your, Virginia, your bets no, hitting? Virginia covered five and a half. Should have bet it. Get Stupid. the man of betting podcast. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. PSA. Go upstairs with that. But uh, <laughs> I, I, what do you, I mean, Rabino, it's self-proclaimed Tigers guy. Yeah. What, what, what is your, what is your like outlook of the season? You know, I quite honestly, from the off season, I don't think this team got much better. I really don't. I think the only thing that you can expect and, and hope for is that some of your younger guys like Condelario, your Grayson Griner, who's going to be every day behind the plate. Um, you know, a guy like Nico Goodrum, Jacoby Jones, you have to have these guys produce. And I'll, I have, you know, a couple more questions I want to get into where I'll, I'll bring those things up. But I, I really have this team slated for about 70 wins max. And the way I see baseball is just that I don't, I don't need the Tigers to go out there and, and win 90 games as a sign of improvement. I, it, it more, it's more for me on an individual basis for these players that they just get more comfortable at the major league level. I, I want to see the young pitchers get reps again. I'll get into that. But it, it's more so just on an individual basis, are you seeing improvement? Because quite honestly, I don't believe in a lot of the guys on the field for the Tigers this year. I, I don't, I'm very skeptical about Jacoby Jones. You know, Nico Goodrum to me is not a guy who's going to play, I don't know, 130, 140 games for you and he's going to hit 300. I don't see that. Condelario, I think, is probably the brightest spot when you look at the field. Uh, other than Castellanos, just assuming that he won't be here after this season, um, I, I think seventy wins and a fourth place finish in the Central, especially if the White Sox somehow land Machado. I, I think there's no way the Tigers are coming in fourth place in this division. You think they're going to finish higher? I just when you have a good, I think so. When you have a good manager know. like Darnheyer, you're going to compete in games and you're going to play the game the right way, and you're going to fall into some wins. I mean, the Royals are trash now. They're not good. I yeah. just, I just think that I think the Royals are the only team you finish above this year, truthfully, because they, think them so? and the the Tigers and the White Sox were neck and neck last year. The Tigers kind of let them creep back in. Uh, uh, the, the Twins, I don't think, are actually as bad as people. think. I think the Twins are sneaky, a good like future spec to win a division. Yeah, so I, it just, you know, again, I, I don't really have the, the expectations, as you said, Collins. I don't have these grandiose expectations of what I need to see from this team to see improvement. I just love baseball, man. I love baseball season. I think this is truly a a pretty solid baseball town. Uh, Whether the Tigers have won zero games by the All-Star break, I will still go to games because I enjoy the atmosphere at Comerica Park. Um, But, yeah, that's I don't don't expect to see much, and I don't think people should be upset. I just think the biggest thing for me was, you know, I don't don't really think they got better, like I said. so that will lead me into my next question, and I'll, I'll I'll kick it off with you, Trent. We'll let you go first this time. Sweet. If you have a, I want to, I don't know how I want to phrase it. If you have a wish for the Tigers, something that you want to see or or need to see happen from the Tigers organization this year, what would that be? Uh, I already kind of said just being a 500 team would make me ecstatic because competitive baseball makes Detroit better. It's yeah. nothing I enjoy more than than Tigers baseball after like a day in the sun where I'm just Oof. like exhausted. I'm laying <laughs> on the couch. I got the fan on. I'm just watching the Tigers. It's great. It's incredible. But then I guess my other wish would just be play Miggy at DHL year. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I know some of his most recent injuries have been from swinging the bat, but keeping him off the field is just, I mean, that that's just going to prolong his career. You right. know what I mean? That You're going to get the most out of him if you do that. So uh, I don't think there's any reason to play him at first, and you know I, I don't think Gardenhire will, but that'd be my wish. Just put him at DHL year because, you know, 
We, I mean, everyone makes the David Ortiz comparison, and obviously that's a, I mean, best DH of all time. Yeah, we'll take but, it. But, yeah, well, I mean, if he could be 80%, 70% of what Big Poppy was towards the end of his career, I mean, I'd, I'd be so yeah, happy with sign that. Sign me up. I think my my biggest wish would probably be that we start getting some of these guys' names that we've been hearing for yep. about in the pitching department to the bid lead sometime this year. Maybe not the first three or four months. Just sometimes I want to see Franklin Perez. I want to see Fado. I want to see Casey Mize. So I, I, I would say that and maybe and even a position player. I want to see Daz Cameron. At some point in the year, I just want to see some of these young guys play and see if they're really going to be worth the assets we gave up for them. And right. if we actually could have a bona fide pitching staff in about three to four years. So I think that's my biggest wish. Yeah, I, I'm on the same page. I just want to see the young pitchers get reps at some point. And that's why I was, you know, when you bring in a guy like Matt Moore, it it, re- it frustrated me. And it was the same thing with Lariano and in, in, uh, in Mike Fires. And it worked out because you could deal, you could dish Fires at the, at the uh, trade deadline. But I just, you know... Like you said, Collins, I want to see names like Burroughs, Manning. I, I want to see the young arms get a chance. Because, again, you're not you're not going to win a World Series this year. And the thing is, you know, I don't know if it's if this is the year for Casey Mize, because I don't think he played a ton in, in single-A ball I, I I think they kind of shut him down because he had a pretty strenuous college season. Right. I mean, pitching, being the number one for Auburn, you're starting yeah. so a there's, lot of games. There's no, there's no reason for me to rush a guy like that up. I just think you know, like like you know, some of the names you mentioned too, Collins. I don't I don't need to see Matt Manning eating innings in, in the starting rotation. Later, yeah. I don't I don't need to see. I mean, you know, Zimmerman, you're paying the guy at obnoxious money, so he has to pitch. But and the the great thing that the the Tigers are in right now with having all these names, it's a blessing and a curse. I mean, you have arms upon arms upon arms, and if eighty percent of those arms work out, you're still in good shape. But you got to kind of at some point, almost. sure, even fifty percent. You have to kind of start to feel out where these pieces are going to fall for the Tigers because, you know, if a guy like Alex Fajardo doesn't really work out, you know, is a young arm who are hot commodities, you know, flip them for, for an outfield prospect or something. So you need to kind of start to figure out who you're going to go with. And that leads me to my next point is, I was you know, a, before you move on, I was asking one question. Yes. Casey Mize and Franklin Perez have sprint training invites. Do we have any chance that they make the team out of sprint? I don't I, think I either of them yeah. do. No. I don't think either of them I was do. Just, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping. So. I give Mize a cool. long shot. I oh. honestly would give I'd give Perez the nod because he's pitched more. Uh, wasn't he hurt? Which was yeah. him or Fiedo were hurt the like He had like a finger issue last year for a long portion of the year. Yeah, I you know, I just I don't really need I don't need to see them because we even saw last year too some of the names that made the team on a you know, spring training. I mean, you had the, the Barbado, Johnny Barbado was just kind of up and down like whatever. So, um yeah, I don't to make the team out of. I, I, you'd have to see how they pitch. I mean, if they if they come out firing, I mean that's what I'm saying. Let's say Casey sure. Rice comes out like puts out like a 2.5 ERA in his like appearances. Yeah, do you? I I I assume they send them down because they're not in a position that they need right. to win. And but, I just think I think with I pitching know. and young pitchers, confidence is is everything. I mean, if you if you're gonna throw Casey Mize in the mound and one. I don't need to see his pitch count, you know, through the through the roof. Right. But if he's going to go out there and you know give up five runs a game, I mean, it's just you don't. There's no reason for that to happen. But my my second wish is just sell, sell, sell. I mean, I was looking at the at the the Tigers contracts, and and you're paying fifty percent of your payroll is Jordan Zimmerman and Miguel Cabrera. Yeah. That's I mean, that's just factual. I mean, you have guys like 
Uh, Fulmer still kind of under team control. Uh, Daniel Norris, same thing, makes like a million dollars or something around stinks, there. Though, so. I, I, and I want to get, in, <laughs> I wanted to get into him too. I, I got a plethora of questions today. I just, I'm so excited for the season to start. But um, I, my guy t- is, I want nothing more than for Jordan Zimmerman to be lights out during this year. And at the trade deadline, you eat half his money and you send him somewhere else. I, I just, it, he, he was, you know, fine for like a year or two. He's been, I, I don't actually buy that he's ever really pitched healthy for the Tigers. I don't buy it at all. I think he always battles that neck injury and, and he really hasn't figured it out since, since he got like really hurt the first time, whenever, whatever year that was, when he was out for a significant amount of time, I don't need to see him pitch anymore. Yeah, I, I don't. completely agree. And I, you know, the, the whole, you know, the safety valve thing when you bring in a Matt Moore and you have Zimmerman, I just don't, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, throw Buck Farmer in the rotation and see if you can get him going. Cause that's a guy too who I'm kind of have a short leash on. But that's for my wishes, that would probably cover it. Uh, my next question as we roll through them here is uh, who are you most excited to watch this season? Uh, I don't know. Nothing. Looking at the Roger, I'm, what I'm thinking about Jake Rogers, but uh, <laughs> looking at the roster, excuse me, uh, I I think Candy is the most exciting like piece in this lineup. Yep. I I I kind of have injury concerns about him. There's something about the way too. he swings the bat. I always get well because he had that wrist problem. Yeah, too, just and that's he kind of that will never yeah. go away. And uh, I don't know. I, hopefully, he can be a more established player. I mean, he's never going to be a franchise type player, but he could be a piece for you. Yeah. So I would probably say Candy, and I I want to see what Miggy has left. And did you know Gordon Beckham was on this team? Did not know that. No, this is news to me. Actually, I think I did. Uh, did I? I don't know. Who knows? Gordon Beckham has literally played for every team in AL Central. I think now. Yes, that might actually that that might actually be true. Like what, Gordon? We can fact check that if we'd like to. No, no, I don't I, think he's played for the Indians, but he played for the White Sox and the Royals. I know yeah. that. So, <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, there's not a lot of excitement to this, but I, I just wouldn't be surprised this Tigers team kind of sneaked up on some people early and this mm-hmm. kind of faded. But uh, looking at it, it's just got to be Candy and Fulmer, maybe, because see yeah. how Fulmer responds to that knee. Yeah, I'm excited for Candelario, but I'm also, I mean, uh, I this this I said this a couple weeks ago. No, I said this last week when we did our little Tigers game. Yeah, Christian Stewart. Okay, don't know why. Just got a feeling about the kid. Keep an eye on him. Uh, yeah, two sixty seven and sixty at bats last season. Decent sample size. Um, and he was kind of abruptly pulled up and thrown into the fire. Yeah, I mean as as hot as a fire could be in September. And, yes, you know for a really <laughs> bad baseball team last right. year, but. I've got faith in this guy to maybe become what Austin Jackson was, or a shell of that mm-hmm. somewhat. You know, just like play great defensive baseball and and hit hit for contact at the top of the lineup. Maybe, hopefully, I don't know. I just like Christian Stewart. I got a feeling about him. Uh, uh, Christian Stewart kind of sucks in the field, though, doesn't he? That's see, that's where I, I've always he's heard good with the bat, he's athletic. Good that's, with the bat. That, I, I'm just hanging. On, I'm hanging on to the athleticism. Yeah, he is a he is one. He is a great athlete. Um, I've I've heard too that he doesn't have the best arm and. I don't need to see another guy like Castellanos in the. I think Castellanos is just is just bad. Yeah. Really, like just, well, he he doesn't have a position. Right, we kind of talked about it last right. week, but so that's why you know I've heard, you know, do you DH Stewart? And that's like okay, well you're gonna put Miggy at first and have Castellanos in right yeah, field. Yeah, see, like, I don't want to see that. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather have a guy who I actually trusts to run down balls in right field than Christian Stewart than right. Castellanos. 
I'm most excited to watch Nico Goodrum this year. 131 games last year. He hit 245. Just a guy that he's he's like Andrew Romine on steroids, and I yeah. hope he's not actually taking steroids. But <laughs> by that, I mean he's got a bat. He does, and I I just I like the way he plays the game. Um, I just he's a guy that I just think puts his puts his nose in the dirt and works. And it, it just I I I'm not necessarily confident, and nor do I think that Nico Goodrum has the skill set. And by skill set, I primarily mean range defensively to play every day at second base for you or wherever you want to put him. But for a guy like that to to come off the bench or you can just plug and play, it can get you, you know, he can put the ball on play for you. I, I don't mind it. So that's, and like you said, Collins, I just, I really genuinely am not, like, I'm not overjoyed, cannot wait to see Condelario play third base for this team. And maybe this year he proves me wrong and he's, he's great. He's outstanding. Yeah, he uh, well, for sure. And compared to what we've seen at third base the last handful of years, yeah. he definitely has a defensive component um, that I, I it, it's a pleasure to see. Um, on the polar opposite of this question, though, uh, is there any player for you that's on the hot seat? As in your your leashes, your, your patience is kind of running thin with a certain player. I'll I'll kick it off if you don't mind. My guy is Jacoby Jones, and I just think it, center field in Major League Baseball and just baseball in general is such an important position yep. because. Generally, it's your leadoff guy, or you know, if you're the Red Sox, your center fielder bets second or third because he's obnoxiously insane, insanely talented. Right. Um, I just think center field is his spot to lose in the outfield. I mean, he batted, I think he finished the season batting 207, and he was sent down for a bit last year because he just flat out couldn't hit. I mean, he's a he's a great athlete, another guy who plays hard. I actually do think defensively, he's a pretty solid center fielder. Yeah, he's good. But if you can't hit, man. There's just no place for you, and that's what it's again. It's it's an offensive game these days, um, and, and you're looking for guys that can take walks and don't strike out a ton. And I'm not exactly sure how how many times he struck out last year. I probably a lot. Looked that up. It did feel never, like a lot. I think he. I'll there, check it. It at, did feel like a lot. There was some point at the at like in the year where he had like seven walks. And you cannot do that if and you're Iglesias, I mean, Iglesias, Iglesias was the same way. At Iglesias least never he swung got the base. bat. Yeah. No, sure. but Iglesias like, didn't swing the bat. That yeah, was what frustrated me about him. You can't. He swings at bad pitches yeah. out of the zone, and right. I think that's yeah, what Cassianos has cleared up his last couple of years. That's made him a better hitter. I yeah, totally like you agree. can't like give away, can't give away strikes. Right, and so you know Jacoby Jones is a guy for me who you you need to find someone to anchor the outfield, and you if you're if you're playing under the assumption that Cass, like, what's the strikeout? Hundred forty two. I don't like that at all. That's <laughs> that's a lot. That's pretty bad. Um, Did he see time too in Toledo? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. He he was sent he, he down. He definitely was he... sent down. You know, if you if you operate up with the with the understanding that Castellanos probably won't be here at the end of the year, you need a guy to lock down the outfield. Yep. And and you know, if you want to throw Christian Stewart in right, go ahead. If I got to watch Mikey Matuk in left field every single day, it just then then to me again, it's just like a what are we doing, guys? You yep. know, like Mikey Matuk, Matuk is... is such a pedestrian. Like that that's just a. Okay, okay, we're going to keep treading water here. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. So, Jacoby Jones for me is my guy who, not to say that the guy's going to lose his job after this year if he's not performing, but it's just the guy who you'd love to see one of these other guys besides Condelario, even if it's Grayson Griner. Like, someone's just got to step up. Take a step, yeah. Um, I, I don't think this guy warrants my attention, but Butt Farmer. Like I despise him. Like I, I frustrating because yeah, he should like, be better. Did you guys get not, into Twitter beef or something? No, or? not even that. It's just like every single time he'll like go out like whenever it's not a leveraged situation and have a good outing, and then you bring him in 
Like they're like, oh, maybe he'll yeah. be good in this. And he throws a change up and it goes five hundred feet. Like yep. I don't know. Like maybe him, but I, I the guy I you gotta look at is Daniel Norris. I know he's had a lot of injuries. He's kind of had a wild ride since he's gotten to Detroit, like yeah. having cancer and stuff like that. Kind of yeah. having cancer, like yep. But like at some point, like if he's supposed to be the centerpiece of a deal for David Price, you expect him to be something. And Matt Boyd's been head and shoulders better than him. So I I I hope we see Daniel Norris in the starting rotation when we get to opening day. I and, and if he's not, I think it's time to probably move on. I agree with Norris. I agree with Jacoby. My guy's Jordan Zimmerman. I say that knowing he probably won't get moved. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe. You know, we, we got to see what happens. But given his contract, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like, yeah, he has to go out and pitch. And if he doesn't pitch well, then it's like, well, what are we doing? Because we're paying him all this money, so you just you just sit him. Like I don't, I don't know. I, I guess so. I this doesn't really answer the question that well. But my hot seat guy Zimmerman, just for that reason, that reason only. You kind of already talked about it, Ryan. But he's just he's got it. He has to be better for the amount of money we're paying him, or we're gonna try to yeah eat half his money and just ship him away. I I, I would love to see that happen. Um, I guess my last uh, shouldn't be my last question. I got a ton of questions, guys. I hope you don't mind. Go I love Tigers it. baseball. Player that you're most pulling for this year, and, and Collins, you you just said Daniel Norris is your guy on the hot seat, but you seem very optimistic about I, him. I, I hope he does well. I, I, yeah. I just it's just at some point you got to see something. I, right. I mean, some you see flashes every once in a while, but you you want to see a guy who consistently can get outs and get past the fifth inning. Yeah, and I I love the attitude and the swagger that Daniel Norris brings. He just he can't stay healthy. I mean, he was zero and five five point six eight ERA last year. I mean, he throws hard. He's dirt cheap right now in the sense of his contract. You're paying him nothing. Um, you said it perfectly. That was that was the one thing that I had trouble with last year is, and I, I, I get that you Garden Hire is trying to find something that works in the rotation, and you have Lariano was pitching in the rotation pretty much all year, Fires, Zimmerman, and then like you throw a guy like Blaine Hardy in there, who really, I mean, is just just screams bullpen guy to me. Yeah, and I just I want to see Daniel Norris pitch every fifth day. Matt Boyd, like you need to start to piece together a rotation that flows. So like, no, I'm not going to stand for Daniel Norris being in the bullpen this year. I can't. I it just he he deserves the pitch. He's actually he's got good stuff. He does. He just he's got kind of that herky jerky motion where. It's 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 imp- I mean I don't want I don't know why I'm trying to describe it on the radio but you know he, he gets everything he has on that front foot and like he doesn't pull anything forward with him he just kind of you know what I mean he yeah. throws it's like his his arm snaps it. forward yep. and his body's leaning I was like dude you're gonna kill yourself out on the mound there but uh, that's that's my guy who I'm really pulling for because I mean having having a lefty like Daniel Norris in your rotation and Boyd's a lefty too correct I'm not just making that up yeah having two lefties that can that can pitch in your rotation. Uh, every fifth day, I mean that's that's a commodity to have. So that's that's my guy. I'm pulling for. Go ahead, Trent. Um, Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> yeah, bear yeah, with sure. me. I don't know. I just I want to see a revamped career. I want to see a great season at DH. I, I think we will. To be completely honest, if he stays healthy, mm-hmm. and that that could be a big if, but I think he will stay healthy, and I think he'll thrive at DH. His bat is good enough for at least ten wins alone. You know what I mean? And that that could be the secret to what gets the Tigers to that 500 mark that I'm praying for. So. Yeah, and I don't know, and and who doesn't love Miggy? Like, right? It's great for the it's great for the Tigers brand. It's great for to to put tickets or put people in the stands. It's awesome. I just I want to see Miggy back. I really missed 
Miguel Cabrera last summer. I th- I always think it's so funny that Miggy thinks like Detroit hates him. <laughs> it's, yeah, like right. I'm like, dude, like settle, settle. <laughs> yeah, like I it's I think it's just more of a thing of like he like for some reason has some stigma against the media, and he like kind of factors in like that Detroit doesn't really appreciate what. I mean, Detroit's frustrated. They probably should have won a like World Series. Yeah, for sure. And I think Cabrera at least one. Yeah, at least. And Cabrera like sees that as a slight, so I don't get that. I think Miggy's the obvious answer, but I, I would say Candy because I really like Candy. I like Candelario yeah. a lot. Um, I, I'm glad you guys brought up Miggy. Um, I, I'm I just want to probe and see where we're at with with Miggy's future because last year I was a guy who. You know, and I admittedly probably put my my heart before my head in a lot of things. I didn't. I was like, Miggy has to stay. You know, you can't give up on him. You're paying him this much money. No one. I shouldn't say no one's going to want to take him because he's the no best hitter is. to ever play. No one is. But I mean, I, I think if he eats some money, someone would would entertain it. Obvi- I mean, you'd have to think someone would entertain it. But but back to my maybe, original maybe a point. contender would. Maybe. Yeah, but back yeah. back to my original point being, I didn't want him to go at all, and I'm on the same page as Fulmer, which will be the last thing we get into. Um, but this year with Mickey, I just want to know where you guys stand. I because I, now I'm at a point where just as I've matured and and understand how the business works, and you look at the payroll of the Tigers, and like I said. Between Miggy and Zimmerman, that's half of your payroll. It's like factually half of your payroll. So, you know, I, I'm not going to be mad if they don't trade him. I just really think that trading him would help more than keeping Miggy here. And and that's the the age old debate in Detroit Tigers baseball is will anyone take him? And I genuinely think that someone will take Miggy. I mean, if you put Miggy on the table, go look. He makes thirty million for the next three ish years, three four years. We'll eat half. We'll eat three quarters of it. We just have to free up space, and and we have to get. We need a return because I just think like this team, like I said, doesn't have any young prospects that I'm confident in besides Condelario. And granted, Stewart hasn't played a ton. You have Daz Cameron coming up. You have Jake Rogers. It was a couple years away. I just think you need to bring your your goal this year, and you know whether it is you dishing Castellanos and or Fulmer, and or Miggy, and or Zimmerman, whatever you can do, you need to bring back position players that you can, because like, I don't need to see Victor Reyes in the outfield all year yeah. long and bat 170. I didn't, I saw enough last year. I don't think that he's he has a major league bat. So if you can somehow find a buyer for Miggy, which I definitely think when you get in the heat of the, the, when the postseason, you start to put things together, Someone would take his bat, not for thirty million. I don't think anymore, but but someone would take his bat. So that's you know, I it would it'd be tough. I don't want to see Mickey go. He's he's the last of he he is he's the last of what the Tigers built to make a run in in twenty twelve realistically. And I mean, you know, Zimmerman. I never was that attached to George Zimmerman, but it'd be tough. But I just think now we're at a point where it's like you you actually have to get serious about thinking about your future because Mickey's 37, right? 37. Yeah. And he's under contract till he's about 40, 41. 42. 42, even better for my point. It'd be great to have you, you know, wheel out Mickey in a wheelchair and have him hold the trophy when the Tigers win it three, four years from now. But I just think that it would make your process a lot easier if you could somehow find a way to move. They're, they're not going to move them. I, 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 there's... He's under contract till 2025, Oof. and he's making $30 million in 2025. And for the Tigers to eat that much salary, and 
the Tigers, it's going to be like one of those deals you see in the NBA with, with a bad contract where they're going to have to give up assets to get rid of this contract. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't see the value in doing that necessarily. I mean, I, I would consider it to try and get that money off the books, but with the Tigers rebuild, they're not spending any money, so I don't think it really kills them at this juncture. Junction? Is that how you say Junction, it? Yeah, either you way. It. I think it works either way. Oh, okay, I cool. like both of them. Good wording right there by me. But uh, Big J. Yeah, not really, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I wish they could get... I don't wish that they could get rid of him. I just wish they... I know what you mean, yeah. They had so, to give him this deal. He he deserved yeah. this deal. He's the best right-handed hitter in baseball for about five years. He deserved this deal. And so and you just had to live with it. This is how baseball is. Rebuilds are tough. Yeah. It's not what... I think baseball and basketball are longest rebuilds. You can't have like a two-year rebuild yep. in baseball. It's going to take three or four years at least. Mm-hmm. At least. Maybe yeah. five. Yep. Yeah, you nailed it about the part where, you know, I I can live with the fact that we paid him this money. He deserved he it. He 100% deserved it. The Tigers were making runs at World Series pennants every year for about a four-year window. Mm-hmm. And he like you said, he best hitter in baseball for about five, six, seven years. So I, I can live with the fact that we're paying him this money. So I don't want him gone at all. Um, I'm not saying that any of us do want him gone, but I think his leadership and experience is more – valuable than his trade value is going to be at this point also compounded with the fact that you're going to have to end up eating a lot of his money Mm -hmm. um and i contradict myself a little bit by saying if he has a great first half of the season and his stock goes up then maybe you field offers a little bit and you see what you can do but um and maybe you can get a pretty haul moving forward who knows but overall i'd just i'd rather keep miggy in the clubhouse just because of what he brings from a leadership leadership perspective um you with all this young talent You've got to have some kind of established like mentor, something like that. And I don't know how much Miggy loves that. I, yeah. But it, it'd be nice to have it, I guess is all I'm saying. I think Miggy likes mentoring the guys. I, I mean, you saw him last year, before the season at least, him and Candelario seemed like they were spending time together the whole summer. So right. I, I don't think he minds that. I think when you look at Miggy, though, I, I think he is kind of tired of tired, carrying yeah. the load and necessarily, I don't think he he's necessarily totally invested in baseball, if you know what I mean. I mean, he's made his money. He's yeah. won a ring. It's not like yeah. he's chasing a ring. He won one when he was 20. So, I I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily think he's as motivated as he's like was, but why would he be? And why would he be? Yeah, why, you exactly. have that all that you have that you probably have two, over 200 million already. Yeah, I can't bank. blame the guy at all. So, I I, I don't know. I don't think I, there's no way they can get rid of him without like making major like probably giving up like a Franklin Perez. So I don't know. We'll see. My my last thing here when we wrap as we as we wrap up Tigers talk, um just because I we're gonna hear it all year long and we're gonna hear it when the deadline gets closer with Michael Fulmer again. Um I guess your stance on on where you are with that and I'll start by saying I've been very adamant for the past I if you want to call it a year or two of his name being in the mix of there's no reason to trade Michael Fulmer because he's still cheap. And granted, I think the the tricky thing with the way the Tigers are right now and how Fulmer's pitched of late is, I you know, whenever I'm not exactly sure when Fulmer becomes a free agent. It might be next I'll, year. I'll watch out, watch it up. But I think it's next summer. I don't. I I just I really don't believe that you're gonna actually have to pay Fulmer a ton of money if he's if he's like kind of. You know, and lukewarm this year. Well, because the thing, the the thing about him is, it's always been his his 
um, potential. Right. And now, like you said, I mean, you're three years in, you're, you know, you're starting to see, and if he stays at this level, yeah, you're not going to have to pay him a ton of money. And another guy who's battled injuries, but he's young and, and what I just don't need to see because I don't I don't buy the argument that when the Tigers are good he'll be out of his prime I don't buy that because I think when the Tigers are good he might be approaching 30 if not at 30 and he is a solid he has a lot of pieces to be a very good pitcher in this league he could be right at the peak right and I, I there's just the the churn and burn of like bringing in prospects they don't like see you later it just it and I know the Tigers have a lot of guys up the pipeline and the pitching, you know, everyone's talked about that at length, but I, it's, it's going to be very asinine to sit there and, and deal with the the comments of, you know, he should go. He's, he's not what we thought he was, whatever. That's, that's where I'm at with that guy. I mean, when you look, I, I think if you're going to trade him, you should have done it last year. And I'm looking at his contract right now. He technically has one year left, but he's up for arbitration. Like for three years after that, yeah, which, which they'll go right to arbitration. Yeah, yeah, no doubt in my mind. Yeah, so, uh, I, I, I don't. But he, he doesn't have that much value right now. He really doesn't. Sure. Yeah, and that's fair. you looked at it. You maybe like, I think if you're gonna trade him, you probably should have done it last spring, and they didn't do that. So at this point, you might as well ride it out. And like you said, he's gonna be pretty cheap. But if you were able to get a couple position prospects, I would deal him. Okay, I, I, that's fair. I, yeah. I'm in the mindset that, like you said, you don't believe that they're going to be good in time for him to manage his prime. I, I, I think injuries are going to be a concern for him. He He's had a violent motion. He does. And I, and I, I think that's been a lot of concern in the Tigers, Tigers organization. And that's why you always heard those talks, because they don't really believe he could have sustain the success he had in his first year to English D. So. Right. You're exactly right about the, the, uh, the injury concerns and things like that. But um, my my overall just opinion on Michael Fulmer is, you you've got you've got your prospects on the Tigers. I mean, you might not have a whole lot of prospects you love, but at this point, seriously, I mean, you got nothing but prospects. I just hang on to him. I don't know. Like Colin said, if you're gonna deal him, I think they would have done it last season. Yeah. So should have. Yeah. I mean, just his his value isn't that high right now, as we all mentioned. So. I mean, you hang on to him. Maybe this season, you're gonna find out. You're gonna find out this season if if he's dealable, and and if you know some of these younger players start to step up and show a lot more than where we were expecting, maybe, and the Tigers surprise some people, then you you have a core maybe that you're gonna build around. Then you hang on to him. I don't know. We'll see. We're gonna find out probably by you know mid June. We'll see. Yep. Well, spring is just getting underway here, folks, and there is a lot more Tigers baseball to talk, and we'll be talking about it all year here on the Motown Rundown. I want to move into the Red Wings, if you guys don't mind. A couple things that came across the desk the other day that I, I wanted to bring bring over to you guys. So I, I don't want to waste my breath about games. They're at the bottom of the Atlantic Division per usual. That's not going to change. They've been, they've been. I swear they've been second to the bottom in the Atlantic for like the entire year, and that's it's just not going to move. Uh, I don't know what game it was. It might have been the second game against Philly that was at home. Uh, Nyquist and Erickson both not in the lineup, and I don't know. I didn't. I didn't read. I could not find a quote. And maybe that's just me being. I, I found it. I heard an Erickson quote. Okay. What was so? What was the? Can you please? I I'd love to find out I, what his I, thoughts I were. I think he's. Blashill said he was not one of our. But he was our worst D out there the game before. Okay. So we're gonna sit him. 
Wow, I which, actually I love that. Actually. Yeah, which is a lot. It's music to a lot of Detroit Red Wings fans' ears. Yeah, and that's why I was gonna say I wish I Couldn't could find tell you the what quote. With, uh, Dust, and that's why I think you know people were kind of scratching their heads like, is this guy getting traded tonight because yeah. he wasn't the lineup? But um, you know, Erickson and I I do have a whole I have a whole piece in here I want to talk contracts because as I texted you guys today I was looking at the cap <laughs> friendly and I was sick to my stomach it's just as contracts. bad it's just as bad as the Pistons yeah and then people talked about like the wins like have no cap space yeah like the people talked about Panarin I don't know how it's even possible for them to pay him like, yeah so exactly I, so my my only things here today with with Nyquist and Erickson is is the, the the rumors I'm hearing about Nyquist is that the Red Wings are looking for a first rounder for him do you the, think that's feasible no, at all? No. I mean, how old is Gus? He's like what? Got to be 28, 20, 29, I, 30? I think he's twenty-seven. So I'm, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure of as the what's what's going on with that. Um, Erickson too, to me, is just the guy who I'm not exactly sure how you can move him if at all. Yeah. Um, no, dude, he's garbage. He's been garbage for like five years. So I mean, looking at it right now, Gus Nyquist is twenty-nine years old. So. The twenty-nine-year-old Swede. He's twenty-nine. None of his numbers blow you away. No, he's you know, been like good if, this if, year. He's, he's been good this he's year. He's been good, but I. It's like it's like okay. I just I, I guess I'm just thinking about it in terms of the first-round pick. Yeah, I don't think you're getting no, that. No. It's just and that's that's such wishful thinking. It's gonna be like two seconds or maybe like two thirds. And that's why I hope that that's not like the that's like the make or break thing. Like, oh, we don't get a first, we can't move them. I mean, you have to start moving pieces. I don't know. They got a first, though, for Tatar. That's where I think their which was, logic which, is. I mean, I think that I, I genuinely think Tatar's upside was much greater than Nike's, No, no. Too. I, 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 I would that. agree with you, but I think they might categorize those two together. I don't know. if, But, I, I mean, looking back at that, though, like the wind's fleeced. The Vegas, yeah, that, that, that guy, I mean, dude, getting jo- Vegas, I don't know how Joe Vegas Vegas Valeno robbery. I don't know how Joe Valeno drops a thirty. I was like, I, I can't Vegas, say the word that I want to yeah. use to describe how happy I was when that happened. But they just kind of got screwed in that whole thing. They were like stretching Tatar in the like cup final, and now he's in Montreal just ripping it up. That sucks. Yeah, like that's awful. It's like David Price to the Tigers. And now he's like it ripping is, it up with the ball. T- I also never thought Tatar was a guy that had to go. To be honest, I really eh, didn't. I think, but he's th- going to get paid now. I mean, now he's going to start getting yeah. money. He's, he's yeah. unreal for Montreal. Yeah. Um, the big thing I, that I think rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and I want to hear your initial reaction before I, I get into my speech about it. Uh, Chalowski getting sent down. Love it or hate it, or in the middle. <laughs> hate it, but I, I don't think I there's any reason to like it. But I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't. I haven't been a diehard Wins fan and watched every game. I can't tell you if he's. Their worst sits out there, but all I know is they're first of all on his bobblehead night. What a <laughs> wild move! The strat they scratched him and then yeah. sent him down directly after that. Yeah, like tough look. Bad well, for the brand. I, Not sure what we're doing. You're the king of saying why do why do we need to give Danny to Kaiser this many minutes? Yeah, and, like, and stuff like that. I I I don't necessarily get what they're doing. Maybe they're trying to tank. I don't know. Maybe he helps them too much. I, it it doesn't really make much. much sense yeah. that not to give this guy experience, but he's going to be a player. And you see with the Red Wings, they kind of screw around with a lot of their prospects. I mean, for years, not, talking about Nyquist, he was a guy who probably should have been playing for the Wins for a long time, and he was stuck in Grand Rapids. Yeah. That's just how the Red Wings operate. So I don't think it's that bad of a thing. I, I just think that's just how the Wins are. 
Now, yeah. I just I, I wanted to bring this up because I think maybe the tank is on too, and I'm with Rabinowitz in that. Like I absolutely tank. hate the ethics of intentionally yeah. losing. They should in sports, <sighs> and I'm not saying the Wings are doing this, but I definitely think like Blash. I, I like the um the the discipline uh quote that Collins just gave us. Yeah, as he gives a big sigh. Um, <laughs> probably some betting. No, nothing. Ups. Okay, nothing. <laughs> Never my mind. My mom listens to this. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I, I about Chalowski. I just want to give yeah. a shout out to Luke Sloan. I saw a tweet on oh, Twitter. Oh, he was you guys triggered. See that? He was pissed. He was yeah. livid. He said, "Unbelievable." Let the kids play through their struggles at the NHL level instead of forcing them off the roster. Chalowski is second in points amongst the defensemen. Mm-hmm. Embrace the youth movement. This is a rebuild. Rebuild in all caps. End quote. I completely agree. It's obviously a rebuild, and like the way you're going to do that is by, the, especially the wings, given the cap situation. The way you're going to rebuild is putting the young guys on the ice. That's literally uh, that's, uh, at this mm-hmm. juncture. Sh- back to the juncture thing. Yeah, good word. That's all you got. That's good all you can word. do at this point. That's the best option. So, I I, I don't I don't really understand that. It's the wings. Um, it's just Ken Holland being yeah. Ken Holland. That's <laughs> so, just how they uh, operate. The I, only. I, that's the only answer. The only answer that I got is maybe they're tank. I have no idea what's going on. Maybe Even maybe the tank, tank is on. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think Blashill's around next year? I, I I don't think he is. I I think he'll be here as long as Holland is. So seventy percent. I, I think they're they're tied at the hip. I I so I mean back to the Chalowski thing. I'm gonna take oh, a sorry, gonna, no, no 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 no. You're you're fine. Completely fine. It's it's a question that I we're going to ask okay. at the end of the season for sure. Um. I want to take a step back. On the surface, when I saw it come across my phone, I was like, "What are we doing?" I was like, "Really?" Because he is second on the de- second on the team defensively with with points. He is a minus twenty though, so not good at all. His plus minus is, is not good. Um, I do want the young guys to play, and I, I think where people get where, why people are frustrated is because they assume that you have to be playing at the NHL level for this rebuild to kind of, I mean, look at Evgeny Svechnikov. I mean, he, he got, you know, I don't think he didn't play the full season in, in, in Detroit last year. Uh, another guy too, who we have not seen this year cause he's hurt. So don't, don't lose Svechnikov off your radar. Um, Chalowski. He was not on my radar before. <laughs> I'm be honest. Well, good. Well, put him back they, on. Yeah, I'll put him back put on. Put him back on. Um, I think in, in the, I'm trying to. Is a hockey player myself. I I, I understand. Not there's a, a there's a well. Is a former hockey player. I'm washed <laughs> up now. I got a bad knee and a damn good one. I'm not. That. Oh, oh please. State champion. Oh please. Freshman year was a long time Who ago. I, I care. I got a ring. I got. Yeah, I care. I'll bring Who it cares? in. I'll bring it in next week. Who cares? Um. Defensively, I can tell you, Chalowski, as someone who has watched a lot of games, he's not by any. I mean, he's he's a great skater. He's great with the puck. I think defensively, he gets caught in, in no man's land a lot, and by that I mean I don't necessarily he he's able. I don't think he he works fast enough mentally to play in the defensive zone the way he should, as far as positioning and and the movement of the puck with offensive pressure on from the opposing team. I think that's an area of his game that he lacks. And that's why sending him down to the AHL, where you're still playing at a high pace, it's still a high speed, but you're not playing against guys like Steven Stamkos yeah, and a, Austin no, Matthews. No, it's a every slower night. league. And it is. I, that's, I was about to ask you that when you're making that point. So why wouldn't you want to keep him here and work on that? I think the reason being is confidence, and 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 it's just a, it's a developmental thing where you don't need to rush guys up that much to where he's just. I don't. And I don't. I'm not going to sit here and say Chalowski hurt the Red Wings at all by any means. Anyway, I don't think he's your worst defenseman out of the six. And, and people got excited because, he, yes, he puts up points. He does. And you can play him 
in your top four because he's able because of his skating ability. But there's a there's an IQ level to the game that I just I don't think he's there yet at the NHL level, and it's it's harder to explain when when I you know you can't point things out on film. But I think slowing the game down for him and allowing him to just feel more comfortable playing against guys. He's only 21, so playing against guys that are older. Um, it, I don't think it's a bad thing for him. It, again, it's not like the Wings are going to make a playoff push right now, so you're not hurting the Wings by not having him in the lineup. I don't think you're necessarily helping or hurting him by sending him down, but I would like to lean more on the on the edge of of, of helping him if that makes any sense. So that just it's just something that came across as being a bit controversial in Red Wings news, and there's not a ton of it until trade deadline things start happening. But here's what I want to end with, because I was just looking at it today, and if you guys don't have anything to say about it, then by all means, I think this team is doomed until the 2021 or the 2021-22 season, if that makes sense. No, I, I'm looking I at, disagree. I'm, I think there's, I think there's so there are so many names when you look at this cap. I look, I love the cap friendly website. You have Franz Nielsen, who's 34 right now, who's locked into the 2022 <laughs> season. Yeah. Um. Abdul Cater, who's locked in until 2020. Him and Larkin's contract expire at the same time. Now, Larkin's 22. Abdul Cater's 31. If Darren Helms under contract till 2021-22. Glenn Denning till 2021-22. Mike Green, I mean, DeKaiser till the 2022-23 season. Erickson and Daly, 2020-21. I'm I'm, I'm making myself insane. I I got you. It's the you, you do not have cap space to 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 grab anyone, and and the thing that I what I'm concerned about is I want to see guys like Zadina. I want to see Rasmussen playing one, lines one and two. I want to see Giovanni Smith. If you want to bring Matt Pumple up and give him a go, by all means, Sveshnikov is coming back. These are guys that you truthfully you can't play because you have. Luke Glendening eating minutes. You have Darren Helm eating minutes. You have Nielsen. Who, Nielsen's not bad, but he's not going to get better with age. He's also making like five and a quarter million dollars. Yeah. On the back end, too, I mean, your defenseman, Mike Green's 33, DeKaiser 28, Cronwell 38, Erickson 34, Daly's 35. Uh, Nick Jensen's a free agent after this year. I do not need to see him back at all at 28 years old and a guy who really should be a third-pairing defenseman because he's he does not bring that much to the game. I mean, he just he, he, he makes – you want to talk a guy that makes some bonehead plays. I mean, watch yeah. Nick Jensen a little bit more closely. So I just think until the 2021 season or the tw- – I just – these numbers are making me nauseous. The 2020 to 21 season – you don't have cap space, and, and you're hoping that that's those are the years when you, for in a perfect world, if Eiserman comes back, if you have a new head coach that you like, or you or Blatchell's still here. Once those years come around and those contracts are off the books, which would stink, is if you, you can't tell me you can't get a seventh round pick for Jonathan Erickson, or you can't get a fifth and sixth for Luke Glendening, because once those years roll around, I got the free agent list coming up here. And if you want to go the 2020 season, when you finally start to have some cap space, I mean, the best available uh, uh, forward is, is Taylor Hall. It will be 29 years old by He's then. He's a monster, though. And, and, I mean, that's a guy you can go look at. It, but other than that, I mean, I don't see a ton of pieces here that I 
that I love that that you could take off a free agency. I mean, Tory Krug will be thirty one when that time comes around. Spartan dog, Spartan dog, indeed. And, and, and the twenty twenty one twenty two season when you really have just all that all that BS is is gone as far as your bad contracts. I mean, your free age. I'll, I'll read you the the list of of ages for free agents that they are right now. Ovi will be thirty four. Corey Perry's thirty five right now. Lundquist, 38, Getzlaff, 35, Bufflin. Th- these are all guys, as you go on the list, are, who are just old. Like, there's no one that you can you can bring in and like, okay, here's your guy. Here's your extra piece to compliment Larkin and be a stud for you. I, I, I think that 2021 is the year, though, that the, you should start seeing some improvement with this team. Wouldn't you agree? I think next year you probably have a rough – another – non-playoff year and then next year you probably should be getting in year yes and i i would agree and, that that's that's where my expectations are going to start to be like okay let's go win yeah. now you know and i i i understand your concern with the free agent class but a lot of things change sure that, that like who like say what's it called sedina's a stud that changes everything right so i i i'm not completely out because hockey's so weird like people thought Montreal <laughs> no, seriously, yeah, people no, thought Montreal right. was dead in the water. Basically dead in the water for about like three years. They like right off like Claude Julian. Like he's a good coach. Yeah. Like so like mm. you never like you never ever know in hockey. Like you have guys like Matt Stomi and Thomas Tatar who are mediocre players for below average teams now stepping up in a big way. I understand the wins don't have Carey Price in their net, but still there's the the NHL is the weirdest league and and I think has the most turnover in any of the four sports. So I, I understand the cap situation is brutal and you have Ablocator's contracts bad and they've given out be- countless like giving out contracts to guys that are over the age of thirties is not a good idea. And yeah. they've done it for probably the last five years because they haven't attracted anyone to play at Joe Lewis Arena. Yeah. And I and I get that you have to, you know, when when you're trying to keep talent around you have to sacrifice something. Again, Miggy's a great example. He's signed till he's forty-two. Like Deserves you, it. you have sure, and that's that's a bad example to use. But my the point being is that if I was a GM, you know, my my cutoff for you of giving you a chance is like thirty-three to thirty-five yeah. years old. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sign you until you're thirty-eight because very few guys can play into thirty-eight and be productive, right. and, and that's what Ken Holland's done. Well, what happens, and it's like, especially in hockey, given, I mean, the longevity is a little bit more, um, what do we call, forgiving a little bit sometimes, you yeah. know? So yes. I, you have yeah. to, when you're when you're trying to lock up talent, you have to go into the, like the 36, 37 range, even if you don't want to, and that's what sucks. But yeah, from a cap perspective, the wings have no direction at this point. But like Colin said, I actually agree on what, more, more with that, that 2021 is the year where you'd start to see some improvement. You'd start to, you should. You'd start you to should, get a direction yeah. of what, where you're going. Only concern that I have is, I mean, even if you bring Stevie Y home, like what, what's he working with? You know what I mean? Yeah. In, in terms of uh, from a general manager perspective in the front office. But I, I'll say this. If, the, if it's not, if you don't see any kind of signs of to the, like improvement in 2021, there's a lot of concern. Yeah. That this to be... A, a very long rebuild. Yeah, and I and I I, but I do. I, yeah, I have belief in this. I, team. I I do believe that by that year, 
And it, it's just, you're going to have to, I, I love, like, Athanasiu is a guy that you have to keep. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. Uh, even a guy like Jacob De La Rose, who kind of snuck in off waivers, I mean, is it for a guy that makes shy of $900,000, and he'll be here through 2020, I, not a guy that I hate to have in the lineup. Um, yeah, I just, I, I think by that time, I genuinely do believe with your Zadina, people are keep, again, Joe Valeno, Svechnikov, who we haven't seen this year. They're going to be solid. My big concern, and we'll see what happens at the deadline. They don't have a goalie. They don't. They don't. They do not have an NHL ready goalie or anyone that's close to being NHL ready in their in their farm system. Yeah, I'm out May- on Bernier, by the way, yeah, just for the trash. record. But what's it called? <laughs> I mean, this year you probably, if they're in the top three or four, they probably hope. I mean, they obviously hope to get Hughes, but I think that uh, Kapotaka guy from uh, sweet Finland in the Finnish league. Yeah, yes. yeah. He's a great in the world, genius. really good comp like uh, consolation prize. So I think there's it, this is a draft that's a lot better than it was last year. Yes. So I think there's a lot of hope in that. So and maybe they go after a goalie maybe in the second round this year. But y- you are right, there is no goalie down down the farm. So yeah. I don't know goalie another weird position. St. Louis Blues, Binnington. Crazy. That guy's on real year. So guys far. having ten, 10 straight games they've won. Basically, he's like eleven one and one. It's yeah. obnoxious how good and, he is. And I, I think he's, he's got, put him. He's put the blue. The Blues were the, one of the worst teams in the yep. league. And what's it called? He was in the AHL, I think, for three or four years. Yeah, only playing one game before this year. I'm just saying that NHL is a weird league. Don't it is it so. Is. I don't know. It is. That's all I want to touch on for Red Wings today. Again, the trade deadline's coming up, so if we have to talk, and we I'm sure we will, and I hope we will have to talk about it, we will do that here on the Motown Rundown. Final thing. You thought we were going to go an episode with no Lions. Hi, you were wrong. It's uh, been a couple episodes though. It Lions. has been, yes. You're correct. Um, Lions we're releasing doing. veteran oh, safety God. Glover Quinn. That's the first thing I want to touch on. 33 years old. He started, he started every game for the Lions since coming here in 2013. Uh, last year, no interceptions. 74 tackles. I want to start with Trent because I feel like Trent's the guy that would cry over this. Uh, <laughs> are you upset? It ruined my day, but I, I saw it coming. I mean, it's not like I didn't see it I coming. I didn't I, see it coming, I, truthfully. I did not. So no. so here's, if, if I can back up for a second, I thought the writing on the wall was 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 there from the start of the last season when, uh, I mean, he literally, he, played, he literally played every single defensive snap in 2017. And then in the season opener against the Jets, he played two-thirds mm-hmm. of the defensive snaps. And it's, uh, I, I understand you got Matt Patricia in there, you know, defensive head coach, and he might know what he's doing, but that was a little fishy to me right from the get-go. And then, um, I mean, I mean, like you, like you said, I mean, he's he never missed a game for the Lions, so I was I was upset about it, but it doesn't seem he, he's not a piece for the future. You know, he's over thirty. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He his his play was declining. I mean, this this past season, he he was noticeably a little less productive, but. I mean, I, I can sleep at night knowing we got Quandre Diggs and we got Tracy Walker, who I am really high on. I love Tracy Walker. I think he's going to be really good. And then another another interesting aspect of this is Tavon Wilson's probably going to be your veteran safety back there now because he's got the Super Bowl ring with Patricia and, and from from New England. And he, I mean, he he's he's serviceable. He a ring? Yeah, he's got mm, a ring. I did not know that. Twenty fourteen, I think. I think I don't know. Don't hold me to that. But yeah. all okay. things considered, it makes Didn't sense why Glover's headed out out the door. It just sucks because you're you're letting a great leader go, both in the locker room and in the and in the community. Yeah, he's a great guy for the city of Detroit, and I have a feeling that I mean, if he's not able to sustain a career, he might be on a coaching staff at yeah. some point. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe for the Lions. You know, Ooh. I'd love to have him here. I think he was probably the most underrated player in the NFL for about two years. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he got he, no love. He was probably the best safety in the league 
like position wise for yep. about two years, and no one talked about him. Rarely made mistakes. He was awesome. He led the league in interceptions, and in, I think it was twenty fourteen. Yeah, that year. Seven. That yeah, year. Seven. That year they went eleven and five. He was incredible. Yep. He was fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the year after that, he was really good. I think the only year he kind of struggled was this year. But he's getting yeah. old and stuff. You'd expect him to cut him. But I, I, I think he's probably one of the most underappreciated appreciated like players in the NFL in the last five years. Sure. He was sure. fantastic. And uh you, it's just a move you gotta make. Yeah. It sucks, but you gotta do it. Yeah. So. I mean, wrong side of thirty, clearing up cap space, I see it. Um I my thing now with this is just go get greedy Williams. I mean, I, yeah. like if you're you're gonna you're losing a piece, granted he's you know, I think the play was declining. statistically it definitely was. Um, I, I don't want to get into the draft stuff right now because we're a ways away. But um, we gotta I, keep I want, that for more yeah, content. I want yeah. greedy Williams now. Well, just, I'm just hungry for greedy. If I can talk about greedy for real, real quick, just real quick, I think that's gonna help tremendously. If you guys remember, I wanted Patrick Peterson at the trade deadline because yeah. I just I, I don't agree, I don't yeah. care that he's that he's old. You know, he's he's a shutdown corner, and just giving Slay that on the opposite side of the field is gonna help this team so much. So I like greedy. But one thing that I've heard is that. NFL scouts aren't as high on him as the media are, Ugh, so no. we'll see. I don't know. We got we got to wait for the combine. You know, let's wait. And a, NFL's kind of soured on like the value of safeties in the last couple of years, and that's probably why you didn't hear Glover Quinn's name a lot in the media. But I I mean, Greedy Williams is nice and stuff, and I definitely think you need to build in that secondary. But this is such a strong defensive line draft. I would I would, I would expect the lines to go in that direction. I did see, uh, this is what I, I wanted to bring this up too. I did see in Mel Kuyper's latest uh, mock draft that he had the Lions taking uh, TJ Hoxson, the tight end I, from I, Iowa. I would jump off I would, Woodmere same same, Apartments. Yes, yes same thing. I, I swear. I would come to Woodmere Apartments and we would and, jump yeah, off yeah. together holding Just for hands. the sake of argument, I'm, oh not, I'm not agreeing. I'm not agreeing. I'm you just c- saying, you guys want to watch. you're about you, to agree. No, I'm just saying, do you, <laughs> do you really want to watch another season of Luke Wilson and Levine Toilolo yeah, at tight end? What if it means we don't take this guy in the I agree. I agree with that. I'm just I, you okay, go, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I eh. no complete. You know what? No, completely agree. I jump off a building yeah, with thank you. Guys. you. Okay, so you. we can agree that all three of us are jumping off. Yeah, they're probably apartments. gonna. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying he's not good. He is good. Yeah, but like we don't need. I don't not... want the second tight end from Iowa. Yeah, in one good year. I agree. My point is, we Other just need, we need. I want to see. He went to tight Iowa. End. That's it. Are you kidding me? You're trusting a guy who went to Iowa? Yeah. No. Have you seen them play football? I don't trust the Hawkeyes. I don't trust anyone who played football <laughs> at Iowa. I, do, I truly don't. Not Beathard? You don't like No, I, I'll trust like an offensive lineman, an interior yeah. D lineman. but Eating a lot of corn. I, 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 Sorry, that's <laughs> mean. People from Iowa are better than that. You just Dude, I, Iowa, City, I, yeah. Iowa City, I guess, is like sick. That's is it? Yeah. Should we go but, party out there? <laughs> I don't think Let's they go. play. I don't think Michigan State plays Iowa in a long time. In recent years, maybe not. Old Town Rundown takes on Iowa. Yeah, yeah. My that'd own. be a wild. Scene. I have I have two <laughs> two media headlines that I want to address before we end the show here. Number one, Antonio Brown to the Lions. Do no. you no? Okay, never mind. Trent, <laughs> I just want to. I I want to. I want to. Just... Well, hold on, hold on, Collins. Do you do you, before we get sorry, Trent? I know no, you're good. All the time. You're good. Do you think it's feasible for that for AB to come to the Lions? I know you probably don't want him here, but is it I, feasible? It's feasible. I think they have cap space, and the market for him is like terrible. Like, but yeah. I, I I don't really want to give a guy who he won't might... stay. No, it's he not that. Stay. It's not that. I think if you gave him love, he would say. But I don't want a guy who I think has probably two, one or two more years at the highest level. I don't want to get him on his declining years. Yeah, if that makes sense. So Fair. Fair. I, I and like we just talked about, I don't want to give a guy in his thirties a big deal. Yeah, and have to pay him. Like he made, he makes, he's on a seventy million dollar deal. I think he's 
yeah. making like twenty one dollars. I'm twenty, not twenty one dollars. Jeez, I don't, I, I like, I don't understand <laughs> the NFL cap because like the dead money and all that stuff yeah. makes no sense to me, like at all. So I don't know what they would have, what they would be paying for them. I, I would assume the Steelers would take on a good chunk of that change. But, yeah, they would. But I, I, I just don't think it's worth it, and I would rather take a risk on maybe a younger guy in his career maybe like maybe go sign out another person like marvin jones because that that's worked out pretty like good for them yeah like a has. guy inspiring after his first deal i don't know i'd rather take a chance like that than antonio brown not gonna sit here and say i'd love ab in detroit but i just i i, I can see it happening i'm not gonna predict it but i can see it happening so i i kind of wanted to just bring this up it's it's well documented at this point that i'm a huge stafford guy so yes. i think that i think stafford's the stafford. guy that's gonna leave this team <laughs> The promised land within the next, but but in reality, if we're going to be realists here, Stafford has three more seasons on this big contract, and then he's probably, I mean, depending on how they go, he's probably done with the, you know, like it's it's like, I mean, maybe not done, but you know what I mean. He's yeah. his, his prime is now. Uh, some would say his prime is even like you know it's done, but uh, I know I know AB will be thirty one by the time the next season starts, but he's still a difference maker. He's one of the three or four best receivers in football, and it's not really that close. You know, you got him. Odell, Julio, and D Hop, and then the rest are probably. I mean, it's that's the that's the top tier, yep. in my opinion. So, to address the 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 biggest concern with AB, I think is the drama. And, exactly, I don't need it here. And I, I get it. I get it. Like I, I hate diva ish attitudes across all sports, and honestly, that's one reason. I kind of want them now, <laughs> just for that. <laughs> that's one reason that I never fell head and head over heels in love with Golden Tate. He's a little bit of a diva, you know. He doesn't get the ball. He doesn't try as hard, and sure. he won't. You know, I, I don't, just body language, things like that. I totally get that. But to address the drama concerns with AB, it's been very public that all the drama, all of it, has stemmed from Ben Roethlisberger and how he runs this uh, runs the locker room and has this owner mentality, like Antonio said in a tweet this week. Things like that. He thinks he can call out whoever he wants, whenever he wants. Thinks he runs the ship. I think Stafford's a different leader than Big Ben. And to yeah. me, that's where I would say it's okay, it's okay to take AB into this locker room cuz I mean, I mean Stafford's not Stafford's not going to I don't think Stafford would ruffle as many feathers as Big Ben would. Cuz I, I think, think anyone would. the, the <laughs> yeah, leadership style is very different. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean Big Ben Roethlisberger, and I'm I, obviously we do not have time to get into all this, but I mean, he literally calls out the coach in the press conference. I mean, I understand sometimes that's necessary, but you got to realize Mike Tomlin's one of the best coaches in all of football. And Big Ben's such a baby. No, they like he draft is. a quarterback yeah. and he like doesn't want to talk to see he like threatens to retire. That's like, exactly chill, what I mean. That's like, yeah. exactly, like two years yeah. away from like being done. They're yeah. gonna draft a quarterback, yes. you idiot. That's yeah. exactly you big, dumb idiot. Exactly what I mean. Like it's so uh so selfish. He's Speaking, a he's a not a good teammate, not a good yeah. guy to have around. And I think Stafford would be a step up from that, and that's why I'm okay with A B coming here if it happens. Speaking of big dumb idiots, this is what I thought of uh, Bob Quinn, when I heard this come out, that Bob Quinn was open to drafting a quarterback <laughs> with the number eight pick. Now, again, I, I hope I, for the sake of contact, they do. Because <laughs> I, I, I think Trent would literally come across and kill me. I, I do. I do. I might not show up. <laughs> I do want to say, again, we're, we will be doing a pretty large draft show, I have to imagine, once it gets closer. So I don't need to get into the entirety of it. But is, I, how do I want to phrase this? 
Would you be comfortable with the Lions drafting a quarterback, or would it make you just completely bonkers off the walls, irate, with the number eight pick? Not in the first round. I I, I just think if you're going to do it, you probably should do it next year. It's going to be the best quarterback draft probably in, like, the last five years. So I, 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 I would wait for next year. And I think if they did draft a QB, it would be very, very interesting. But I, I, I think Quinn was just saying that to arouse some excitement from the uh, fan base. That I think it was a season ticket holder, like you know that? Yeah. So, oh, really? yeah. Okay. So I, I, I don't necessarily think that's something he truly believes. He Maybe. better not. So uh, I, I don't necessarily think they're going to do that. But if they drafted Kyler, it would be. An interesting, interesting ride. I, I, I yeah, don't see it'll that. It'll be interesting for three years when he milks us of our money and then he goes plays baseball. You don't think Oakland. he's going to be good? I just, I'm not, I'm not sold on that he's going to stay in the NFL. Why, really why wouldn't he? If he's I, good, why wouldn't he? Because once the CTE sets in, he can go play baseball. I, he's made so much. <laughs> the argument that go play baseball, he's made so much more money in football in five years than he would playing in baseball. Yeah, that's probably in like true. Fifteen. I don't know. I've never seen him play baseball, so I don't know how he's good like, he not, is. He's he's bat like two eighty, and he's a like, got a right, good Which in glove. college is like uh, like two eighty. Guys, are yeah, but like he doesn't. Yeah, but he like I don't know. So I don't know. I okay. Um, I think a quarterback <laughs> in this draft would be such a wasted pick, uh, especially given the lack of quarterback depth in this draft. Uh, I would hate it. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Yeah, I really don't. Not. I don't think so because Bob Quinn, even Daryl Bevel, have committed to Stafford. They've, you know, Daryl Bevel has said things like, "I want to push Stafford in a new direction. I want to try some new things." Bob Quinn, very adamant about it. You know, we we already discussed all that. So, uh, will the Lions take a quarterback? Not in the first round. Not in the second round. Not. In the th- I feel like LeBron James. You know, just going not on. One, not, not. It's not yeah. happening. It's not yes. going to happen this year. And if it does, I'm going to be very upset. It's a waste of a pick. If you're gonna do it, I know you gotta do it at some point. Yep. I understand that. I'm not gonna like fall. I'm not gonna pull a Ben Roethlisberger and be like, "Well, what are we doing?" You know, we yeah. got Matt Stafford. Yeah. Because I know you gotta you gotta have a plan. So just not this year. Not okay with it. Yes. Can There's too so much talent in this, like in the defensive line. And yeah. That's yeah. You need, need it. Need. And you need it. And I think you're, I think you get closer to you get closer to the playoffs drafting in that realm than you do with drafting a new quarterback. Yes. So. Can we get a one pride to end the show, Trent? One pride! All right, okay. we can finally end the show now. Sorry about that, Collins. I know you can't stand that. That is all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Feel free to tweet any questions, comments, suggest some topics for the show, people, using the hashtag Motown Rundown on Twitter. Do not miss a single episode. Subscribe on iTunes to Impact WDBM. New episodes every week, and we will see you next time. You have been listening to the Motown Rundown, brought to you by Impact 89 FM WDBM. For all your Michigan State and Detroit sports coverage, visit impact89fm.org sports, and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes.